Okay, here we go. Today's Dav is Dav Nun Dalid, page 54. We're going to pick up on the bottom of Nun Gimel Amad Beis at the two dots, five lines from the bottom. And we're going to get into the drusha, the chiorch, for the halacha, which stated that if a pit damages, bar that damages is putter on Caleb. A, a utensil falls into a pit, owner of the pit is not responsible. Why? Let's get into it. Your potter from the vessels. Masis is like Reb Yehuda. This Mishnah is not like Reb Yehuda. The time I went to the Bryson. Reb Yehuda, Mechayav Aniska, Kalem holds that on vessels inside of a pit, the owner of the pit is responsible. Okay? So our Mishnah says, not responsible. Reb Yehuda says, is responsible. My time with Rabban. What's easy for Rabban who say that utensils that get broken inside of a bar, your potter. The Omar Kroat says in the Pasuk, the nafal shama shar oichamar. It says, and the ox or donkey falls into the pit, you're chayiv. The owner of the pit is chayiv. Now let's pause for a minute. Ain't that strange? I mean, an ox or donkey. Let me ask you a question. What's the common denominator between an ox and a donkey? You're both four legs. Yeah, that's right. Four legged. Let the tire write an animal. Oh, I was joking. Yeah, no, let the tire write an animal. That's it. What's the shot? An ox or donkey falls in. So it's extra. It's unnecessary. Says the Rabbanon. If an ox falls into the pit, you're responsible, but not a person. A person could have been careful on their own. Big aside. Foundational idea over here. Chamar And a chamar and not, a, and, and not vessels. And therefore say the Rabbanon, if a person or a vessel gets broken inside of a pit, you're not responsible. Which let's, let's double click on that for a moment. If a person falls into a pit, why is the owner of the pit not responsible? Because you're not negligent for putting something in a place, and you're an anus, forget negligent. It's not your responsibility if you put something in a place that could possibly damage, when that person could have protected themselves. Okay? Think illnesses, think other things. There's times where society or, or uh, culture puts the onus on me for you to not be hurt. You don't get hurt if you don't want to be hurt. You have brains. Use it how you want. Make the decision you make. I dig a pit. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Does it? But I'm not responsible if, if you could have been careful. That's not called me putting a, a damaging thing there. It wouldn't damage if you would just look. Okay? So if a person walks into a pit, I don't, don't got to pay. They could have they looked. Rabbi Yehuda says no. Rabbi says The word I, I, I agree that a person, you're not responsible if they get damaged, but vessels, you are responsible. Why are they going to darshan it? Top of today's daf. He'd say, no, you can't make a drush from the word oy. It falls in, that splits up the, 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 the human and the, and the vessels. The, the word v'nafal and it falls in has many different uh, connotations and therefore it has to say oy to split it up. Okay, bottom line is that Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanon uh, have a machoikas. How to darshan the shar oy chamar. Now, says the Gemara, Ema, let's say, the Nafal, this that it says, if it falls into the pit, what fell in? The Shara Hamar. They fall in, you're responsible. But not a Adam or Caleb, according to Rabban. But Nafal, anything falls in, Klal, that's a generalization. Shar Vechamar, Ax or Donkey Prat, that is a specification. Klalu Prat, if you have a generalization, something general and then something specific, in Prat. Well, in the general statement, the rule is that a darshan is only in, is only whatever you find you find as well in that which is specific. Which means sharva chamar in if actual donkey falls in, you got to pay media Anything else, you're not responsible for. So ask the gemara a basic question: Why are you telling me sharva chamar means? Oh, a person or a utensil is not responsible. You know what I should be able to learn out? You're not responsible on anything besides for an ox or donkey. Amri, they said balabar yishalim chazar that it's a generalization, a specification, but there's again another generalization because it says balabar yishalim, which means in general the owner of the pit always has to pay. So now I have a klal upadu klal, and what's the rule of a klal prat klal? You can make a drasha anything that's similar to that which is specific. Maha prat meforish balichayim, like Rabbi Ravinsky said before, just like that which is specific. The shari hamar, the aksher donkey. What are they? Four legged. They're animals. That's what they are. That's it. So I've called Balichayim. I'll tell you like this. You know what the drasha is? You know when I'm responsible for something falling into my pit? If they're a living animal. 
Anything else, humans, utensils, you name it, doesn't matter, a car, if it's not an animal, maybe that's when I am potter. Says the Gemara, Why don't you keep this going? Right? Once you're starting this round of explanation, why don't we continue and say, hey, you know, a dead carcass of an animal gives off tumma through, through uh, carrying and touching. Maybe it also includes, when am I going to be responsible for payment? Only something also that gives off tumma with maga and masa, which means birds not. Birds, if you touch a dead bird, there's no tumma. Right now, what we're saying is like this. Let me explain to you. Yeah? Right now, the way the Gemara wants to darshan is, when am I, when am I as a, a digger of a pit, responsible when something falls in? Only if it's an animal. Because it says, or it's not an animal. I should say, when it's balichayim, I'm responsible. Now, balichayim applies to animals and it applies to birds. Birds is a, is a living being. But if anything else falls in, I'm not responsible. It says, on one second. If you're going to tell me that in order to be responsible as owner of the pit for what falls in, it has to be balichayim, why are we including birds? See, here's the deal. A shara chamar, not only is it a living animal, it also gives off impurity when it's a dead carcass. If you carry it or touch it, you become impure. So why don't we say, look at that which is specific, the shor v'chamar, and say, they're balei and their carcass gives off tuma. That would only include things that are balei and their carcass give on tuma, which would exclude a bird. So that's the Gemara's question. Why are we including birds? If a bird were to get killed in the guy's pit, Right now we're saying you should be chayev. Ask the Gemara, no, you should be potter. Because it's not exactly like a shara chamar. It's not exactly like an aksha donkey because there's a different law on, uh, on the carcass. Says the Gemara, no, that's not a possibility because in Cain, if we're only coming to include owner of a pit paying for live animals that give off tumma, I would say a dead animals, uh, animals that give off tumma, in Cain, nechabrachman achad prata. It didn't have to say an aksha. Shar Eichamar. You know what it could have just said? Shar or Chamar. One or the other. You don't have to tell me both. See, we're giving two examples of something specific. Why? They could have said, when an ox falls into a pit. And I'll say, oh, ox falls into a pit. So anything else that's like an ox, I have to pay. Why do you got to say, an ox or a donkey falls into a pit? What's, what's that adding? What's a donkey adding? So the way the Gemara wants to speak of Joshua is like this. When am I responsible for my pit damaging? When a living animal falls in. Including anything that's very similar to this. So it has to be a living entity that its carcass gives off tumma. But now that it says not only sharp, but it also says chamar, chamar is going to be inclusive of ifis. Ikos of sharp, of birds, of birds. Because that's an extra word. So it's coming to tell me there's other animals also. What's the similarity? Oh, so let's see. Very good. I mean, how's birds being back included? Good. I would say, I would say that which is close to Mizbeach that you have to pay for. That, that, that's the owner of the pit. But, the, but something that's not from Mizbeach, you don't pay for. Because Rahman Hamar, have Amina Kaddish Bechaira in. But Shein Kaddish Bachar Alai. And therefore, we write both to answer Yale's question to tell me that we're not limited to it having the Kedusha of the firstborn, and we're not limiting it to something that is brought on top of the Mizbeach. But now we're back to our question, which is like this. Now that we're saying the Pasuk has to say Shar Eichamar, why does it need both? Because if I would just say Shar, I would think. That it has to be Karbagami Mizbeach. If it would just say Hamar, I would say donkeys have the holiness of the firstborn. So it has to be similar to that. So therefore it says Shara Hamar to tell me that it's, it's not about anything specific. So it has to it's say about, that. Say again, we have to Shara and Hamar because the teacher make sure that people don't misunderstand this thing. Correct, and they'll know that the owner of the pit has to pay for any live animal. But if you just said Shara. It wouldn't be all inclusive. Correct. I would think only animals that can be brought on the Mizbeach are chayev. Or if we said chamor. I would think only animals that have the holiness of the firstborn do you have to pay. So has a shara chamor to tell me don't get so specific. It's any live animal. 
Now that that's true, now that I need Shar V'chamar, the Gemara is back to square one, which is our question, which is, how do I know that you need to pay for a bird? We have no source you got to pay for birds. All I know is you need to pay for animals, things that walk on all fours. Ella rather, says the Gemara, Amar Kra, the Hamesi Eloi, the carcass, the mace, belongs to the owner of the, belongs to the victim, called Varmisa. What is Vamesi Eloi? That's coming to include anything that was alive and is now dead. Now, a bird was alive and is now dead. So the Hamesi Eloi is telling me to include birds. Bottom line, this is the end of the Brisa. What we're walking away with is as follows. The Brisa is holding that if a animal, if an animal, including birds, fall into a pit and get damaged or killed, the owner of the pit is responsible. Why? By four-legged animals, it's and by a bird, it's learned out from Bahamasi alone. But you are responsible in all those cases. When are you not responsible if your pit damages? When a human falls in or when a vessel breaks? The Rabban hold that if vessels get broken in a pit, the owner of the pit is potter. According to Rabbi if vessels fall into a pit, the owner of the pit is chayav. I don't understand if the only thing you're responsible on are things that die. Why does Rev Yehuda say you got to pay for broken vessels? When do you need to pay? When things die. Did your vessel die? Says the Gemara, yeah. Why? Doesn't your wife ever say the blender just died? Good. Amri, Shvi Rasan, Zuhi Misasan. Right? We say, no, beautiful. We say Shvi Rasan is Misasan. Or, I'll tell you like uh, Rev Shlomo Freifeld, I heard was very careful to say when the car stopped working, he wouldn't say his car died. He would say his car fainted. <laughs> fainted. Because you just give it a jump start. It comes right back. Uh, right? People say my car died. It didn't die. It fainted. You know, he's come back. That's right? more exact. That is. It's, it's a more exact uh, uh, touch. Right? It's a more exact uh, d- definition. Right? It fainted. It fainted. Now, if it doesn't restart. Maybe it's wishful thinking. True. True. <laughs> You hope it fainted. But there's times where vessels faint. And there's times where vessels break. Okay. According to Rav who says that it's the dank air inside the pit that obligates you. How are the vessels going to get ruined by the dank air? They don't breathe. Yes, they do. Newer vessels uh, get ruined by the... the um, by the air. Now, what does it mean newer vessels? So, um, the Mepharshim explained something which is beautiful. Okay, we... we um, things that are new don't have the same quality. It's a fact. As, as, as things that are used. Things that are new are not the same quality as things that are used. Right. I guarantee you, you have things in your home that have been around for a long time. They're going to function and work a lot more and be more sturdy right. and robust and gesund because they're they're hardened, they're they're right. they're there. They're you know like they're seasoned. Okay. It applies to pots and pans very often I as think well. You're right. There, there are certain things. It's mamish like like uh, broken in over here. Says the Gemara is saying that newer vessels. Yeah, true. Newer vessels get ruined easier. They get ruined easier. So. A newer vessel will get ruined in the hevel of a pit. An old vessel won't. An old vessel can handle it. I've been around the block. It's okay. I can do this. But the newer vessel says the Gavara Taka will get ruined by, um, by, the, uh, um, by the, the dankness. I took, uh, uh, recently we took our minivan into the shop. And it was a few thousand dollars of, uh, of work. So I asked the guy if... if uh, I'm putting so much money into it. If I should look into a new car, I should look into a new one. He's like, no. He's like, I'm telling you, stuff we have now. He's like, your car's gonna, your car's in better shape than the newer ones. He's like, they don't build them the same. They don't build them the same. He's like, give it time. He told me, he says when they, when they build a new model car. This is the guy from the 
It's not a regular mechanic. It's a guy in the uh, in Honda in the dealership. He said, whenever a new model comes out, he says, never buy it the first year. Never buy it. The first. We always have recalls. He said, there's always recalls and the new models until they figure out like what the actual issues are. He said, give it a couple of years. Give it a couple of years with those models, and then they already know like what the issues are, and it makes it easier. Yellow man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, beautiful. Zakti Gemara Hai Vameisi Alai Mi Barley Lechidur Rabba The Pasuk of Vameisi Alai That the, the the victim gets the carcass Is learned Is needs to teach me The Allah of Rabba Dama Rabba Sharp Tzuli HaMikdashim Shnafal HaBar Yivak Tzuli HaMikdashim So you now let it benefit from it Now let it eat it Falls into a pit Potter The owner of the pit is Potter Shnafal HaMikdashim Alai B'Misha HaMikdashim Alai Yotza Shein HaMikdashim Alai If the carcass is not going to be yours Because Sharp Tzuli HaMikdashim you're not going to be responsible. Now, since Vahamesi Allah is to teach me that halacha of Sharp Suli Amakdashim, why did, you can't use, you no longer have a pasuk of Vahamesi Allah to teach me that it includes anything that dies. One pasuk can't teach me two things. We just said, Vahamesi Allah means when does owner of a pit need to pay? When something dies in this pit. Animals. Okay? Vessels, according to Rabbi Huda. So that's the Gemara. What do you mean? Vamisiyalai teaches me that you're not chayav by sharp suli amakdashim. Can't be teaching me two things. Answers the Gemara. Allah Markra, Kesef, Yoshiv, Lebalav, Lerabe is called the Islebal. You know why? When um, uh, anything similar to an ox or donkey fall into a pit, you're going to uh, the um, you're going to be bechayiv. Because as the Pesach, you pay back the owner of the animal, the rabbi is called the Islay Balam, to include everything that has an owner, which is the exclusion of Sharp Suley HaMakdashim. Says, one second, if I'm responsible to pay anything that has an owner, so then why am I not paying on people? Why am I not paying on uh, vessels? That's where the Shar and Hamar come back in and finalize that, uh, that picture. Okay. So now, everything is really settled based off of our psukim, except there's one gap. There's one gap in the drush. So the Rabbanon have completely covered themselves because of, of um, between V'nof al-Sham, Ashar v'chamar, the Kesef Yashiv Lebalov, as well as the Pasuk of Ahamesi Yalei. We know exactly what the Rabbanon are going to, to Darshan. Now there's one gap in Shitas Rabbi Yehuda. Now again, Rabbi Yehuda holds that Vessels that get damaged inside of a bar, vessels that get damaged inside of a pit, you are mechliv, you are going to pay. Now the Rabbanan learned you don't pay from chamar v'leikelem. You only pay on a donkey, you don't pay on vessels. Rabbi Yudah has the opinion that you do pay on vessels. So, where's the one gap in all the drushas? What does Rabbi Yehuda do with chamar? The Rabbanan say chamar means you're not responsible on vessels. But Rabbi Yudah holds, you do pay on vessels. So what's his drasha from Hamar? Where, where does that come, where, what's he going to learn from that? According to Behudu says that you are obligated to pay for vessels that fall into a pit. So we'll say that the word shar of the pasuk memayet be adam. You're not mechuyah for a, a person. What is the word chamar coming to exclude? It's not coming to exclude vessels. According to you, Rabbi Yehuda, you do pay for vessels. Rava says, I'll tell you what Rabbi Yehuda does. Rabbi Yehuda is going to say, chamar debar. What does it mean? There's something called a donkey like a pit. A donkey of a pit. What does that mean? Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Yehuda, the word sheep, which is going to the laws of Ashava Saveda, doesn't say it by the laws of damaging, but it says if you see the sheep of your friend wandering. Okay? The word sheep, the Aveda Ledivre Hakol, according to everybody, Kasha is difficult to explain. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be hard to understand. It's, in other words, says Rava, we don't have a clear answer what Rebut is going to do with it. We don't know. We darshan, the Rabbanan darshan, Hamar means Vlaikalim. Says, according to Rebut, that you are Chayvakalim. What's Hamar coming to exclude? Says Rava, we don't know. We don't know. The same way we don't know the, what the word Seth, sheep, by lost objects, are coming to exclude. Here's another example where, it, according to Buda, there, there's a gap. There's a gap in his opinion, okay? Which, uh, which the Gemara leaves off uh, unexplained as a kasha. Now, it's important to note that whenever something like this happens, 
and this is, you say this in life, you say this in life. Whenever something like this happens, and the Gemara leaves off as kasha, what the Gemara is stating is that we have a question on Rabbi Yehuda. We could be unhappy with his opinion, but he's not necessarily wrong due to that opinion. There's times where you could have a question on somebody, but it's not strong enough of a question to say that they're refuted. Aha! See? See? You got a question. It's kind of like, it's called, I'm sure there's a good word for this in psychology. Gotcha. It's a gotcha. Like, what happens is you, you tell your kid something. This is more natural when this happens. Or anytime somebody argues, so with you, or I don't want with somebody, let's put me in the bad guy position. So I'm in a conversation, and I'm, I start to realize I'm wrong. That this person really got me in, in logic. They got me in svar. So what will I do? I'll find a gap in their logic, and I'll, I'll distract it. I'll be like, yeah, but what are you going to say? You, you, uh, you kind of make the conversation cross-eyed. You know, I'm going here. Red herring fallacy. Red herring fallacy. So, something like that. Right? And, now, and now you like sidetrack the conversation so to prove, doesn't necessarily prove you're right. Doesn't necessarily prove you're right, but like you kind of like stuck up for your own gaiva. Right? So there, there's times where there's a question on somebody, just because you have a good question doesn't mean I'm wrong. You didn't disprove my point. And that's really what Rabbi Yehud is doing over here as well. Do we have a gap in, in his drushas? We don't know exactly what he's going to do with the word hamar, true, but he's not refuted because of it. There's sometimes your questions, mamish refute the person. And that's the end of the story. You're, you're zikhar right. And there's times where you just live with the question. There's many things, times in life. There's a gap. Kacha, so there's a gap. We, we live with the question. They never ask for Right? I mean, we're Amaram trying to understand this. His uh, mm-hmm. malach. By the way, Shmaltering is much better. Could red herring be made into Shmaltering? I don't know. I've never tried. Okay. Red I've never seen a red herring. I've seen a red colored herring. Yeah, but they don't waste it. That's what they used to do with the hair, and you just throw it out to distract the dog. That's why the fallacy got the name of red. Oh, very oh, interesting. Really? Wow. Yeah, very interesting. Small hair. Very interesting. Uh, that's why it's better. Okay. Very nice. Okay. Back to the mission. Here we go. Nafal Sechashar, Cheresh Haitavakot, and If an axe. How would you translate this? How do you translate this? Nafal Lesechai, it falls into the pit. Shar Cheresh Haitavakot, and How would you translate that? An axe. Yeah. Of a cherishet v'katan or an axe which is a cherishet well, we, v'katan. We translated the mission before that it was a shor that was a cherishet right. or a shodah. Right, but it's not so clear, right? It, in general, if you wouldn't know that, you would say that referring to maybe a shor owned. The, the, the truth is, it could be that because what you're responsible for a shor, a cherish is considered adam. Shodah is not adam and katan is not adam. So they're all not necessarily adam, right? Right. I mean, they're human beings, but they they're they're not responsible to pay attention as to themselves. No, so Chayev would be no, the owner of the you, pit. The owner of the pit would be Chayev. Yeah. So what are you guys saying? How would you translate this line of the Mishnah? Yeah, I looked it over three times. Yeah. What does it say? I think it's each individual. Uh, uh, each individual word. Represents yeah. a separate person. So translate it. Go ahead. A separate person? No, no a separate thing. Whatever. Nafal the Soho Shore. Yeah. Nafal the Soho Cherish. Nafal the Soho Cotton. Chayev. So you would translate that a, a person? Any one of those things. Right, falls in? Chayev. Okay. Uvaldic. Very good. Ask the Gemara. It's not a person. So what is it? It's a cherish. What's a cherish? A cherish is a person. It's a short cherish. Is it a person that's a cherish? What, the axes? Either one, any one of these. What fell in? An axe or a person? An axe fell in. A person fell in. Oh, okay. You're saying a cherish, a person. It could be translated like that. Well. Let's see. Ask the Gemara, my shar cherishay to cotton. What does this mean? Ilim a shar shell cherish, an axe belonging to a cherish fell in. Shar shell shaita, an axe of a shaita, shar shell cotton, ha shar shall be keach potter. I don't understand. That's when the owner of the pit is chayev. What if, the, what if the owner of the axe would be a pikeach, a normal, regular guy? So then the owner of the pit doesn't need to pay. Amar Abiyachim says, no, you're not understanding. That's not what the Mishnah means. Shar shehu cherish, the axe is deaf. Shor shehu shaita, the axe is 
imbalanced. Sharshahu katan, then you're going to be chayev. Which means a normal ox falls into your pit, you don't need to pay. You only need to pay on an ox that, uh, that's, that, doesn't, that doesn't know pits. Top of Omid Beis, Hasharshahu pikeach pater. This seems to give off that if the ox would be a regular ox, you're not responsible. Amr Rav Yirmiya says, Lai mi bai kamar, no. Our mission is a lai mi bai. I don't even need to tell you. What does that mean? Lai mi bai shuut If an ox which is normal falls into a pit, let me tell you something. The owner of the pit is chayv. Okay? Why? Why is that, why is that simple? Because that's a proof that your pit is a big problem over there. I would say, you know why the, the owner of the pit could say, you know why your ox fell in? Because it's a little baby. Because it's nuts. Because it can't, it's, it's, a, it's a deaf mute ox that doesn't know how to, uh, doesn't know how to communicate. You could say to the owner of the animal, it's its own weakness that caused it to fall in. The fact that it was so young and, and not careful. The liftar and that owner of the pit be potter kamashmalans. The mission lets us know that no, the owner of the pit is always chayev. You can't place the blame on the owner of the ox. I don't understand the havamina. Take a look and see. Do, do oxes, do pikeach oxes normally fall into pits? Yes. So it's the well, fact see. that it's a cherish or a cotton makes no difference okay. because cows fall Good. into pits. Good. So now what the Gemara is going to have to do is deal with Rabbi Ravinsky's issue. Ravinsky's issue is, well, are oxen in general, do oxen know to be careful or not? So that's the Gemara now and Todla Mishnah is going to get into. Okay? Because we know by humans, when a human falls in, we could say to the one who fell in, be careful. Don't put the onus on the owner of the pit. You don't want to be near me because uh, whatever, you stay away. Right? But maybe when the baby is really little, you can't say that. If an ox, which is a bardas, falls in, Amrle, I don't know what it means when a normal person falls in your potter, but an ox, maybe your chayev. Are you going to tell me that if a, if a smart person falls in, but a person who's not a bendas, let's say a person's a shaita, a person's a katan that falls in, then the owner of the pit will pay? Is that true? That's not true. What was the drush we just said before? The Torah says, You don't pay on any person, even if a baby goes waddling into the pit. Two-year-old goes waddling over. Nebuch. And falls into a pit, right? Two-year-olds do this with swimming pools and things like that. Right? See, got to be careful. Says the Gemara, but the Maisa we know, Sharvalai Adam means you're not responsible on any person that falls into your pit. Doesn't matter whether it's smart or not smart. Elamai Bendas, Min Bendas. What does it mean? Bendas, it means a person. A person is a thinking. You're part of a species of a thinking people. So, which means, if you're a person who's from a species, if you're a species that thinks, which is hopefully people, Hopefully, yeah. So then you're not chayv. But anything else, you are chayv. I don't understand. But it says that a, a shar that knows to not walk into a pit, the owner of the pit could say, it's your problem. It says, Rav, incredible. It says, Rav, you know something? Here's how it works. If a person falls into a pit, you're not mechoyev. Because anything that's from that species, any human, anybody that's part of humanity, which every person is, you're pater. It's Russia. When it comes to animals, it works like this. Oxen have instincts. And they know. I've heard this before. Do they or not? Says, says Rava. No, they know not to walk into pits. But, but, since they're not a min of bendas... They're only a, they're a different species with one part of the species having the, having the knowledge, the instincts to not walk in. But other things of their species that don't have those knowledge, the owner of the pit would be responsible for. Tani Namiyachi learned by similarly. An ox, which is a or is walking at night, the owner of the pit is chayev, but pikeach umahalech bayon. If it's an ox that knows, I'm walking around during the day, the halacha is pater. Okay. Here we go. Period. Clear. 
clear halacha, right? What are we walking away with? Bottom line, bar is obligated on shar, is obligated on animals, it's obligated on birds, and it's only obligated on animals that do not know to be careful. But an ox which does know to be careful, you're not going to be mechayivon. Because the owner of the pit could say to the owner of the ox, that's not, that's not my achrayis. It's not my achrayis. That's When I dug a pit, I wasn't making da- something damaging to your ox. Okay. Let's get into the nitty gritty now of that drasha, and that's where the next Mishnah is going to, uh, is going to bring us. Echot shor v'echot kobehema l'nefila sabar u'lafrosha sarsinai u'lutashlumei kefel u'lashova saveda Leprika, lechasima, leklayim, ulishabis. Okay, let's do that again, so we can go through each halacha. Let's restart the mishnah. Whether it's an ox or any animal, so we'll see. Have to see why we're mentioning an ox. It could have just said any animal, but whether it's an ox or any animal, if it falls into a pit, they're all going to have the same halacha. La frosha sarsinai. The halacha was when the Torah was given, Hashem instructed Maish Rabbeinu to keep all animals distant off of Harsinai when we prepared to receive the Torah, humans and animals. All animals had to stay away. Tashtume kefo. If somebody steals something undercover, you got to pay back double. That applies to all animals. Now we know there's another payment. If you shecht or sell the animal, you pay four or five times, right? But kefo applies to any animal. Ula shava saveda. And it comes to Shavu Saveda. The Torah says that if you see the shar or the seh of your friend, which is on the side of the road, you're not allowed to hide your face from it. Right? You can't not see it. Now that's referring to every animal, even though the Pasuk gives specific examples of an ox or a sheep. It applies to everything. Shavu Saveda. Leprika. What's prika? If an animal's carrying a very heavy load, the Torah says by a donkey, you see, you see the, the chamar of your enemy, Ravitz tachas masoi, crouching under its burden, you're obligated to tzar balachayim, you have to help him unload it. That doesn't only apply to a donkey, it applies to every animal, says the Mishnah. Leklayim, as far as klayim, as far as working animals together, right? you're not allowed to mix animals that chew their cud with animals that don't chew their cud. Okay? Um... Uli Shabbos, as far as having animals work on Shabbos. In every animal that applies to anything. And not only does this apply to regular animals, this also applies to chayas, wild animals, and birds. All those halachas apply across the board. Says Gemara, okay, so what's the big question? Why do you say specific animals in the verses? Just say... Behemoth, chayas, oifas. Im kein lama namar shari chamar. Why is say an ox or a donkey? Or the sheep by the, by the Hashavah Saveda. Whatever it is. Elosh di rakosu b'hayu. The Torah is giving examples that are more common. So since it's shari chamar, it's like a donkey carries burdens. So by prika, right, by unloading it, it says, if you see a donkey crouching, what does it mean specifically a donkey? Tyra speaks in the, in the way that's common for people. The way the, the type of animals you could expect to see that happen. Okay. The Nafila Sabar. Let's go through the Psukh now. When it comes to animals falling into a pit, it says that the Shara Hamar falls into the pit. And it says, Kesef Yoshiv Libalov. The owner of the pit, Kesef money returns to the owner of the animal. Ksiv, it says. Which means, you return, you're, you're obligated when the animals have owners. Like the drosha we made before. Okay? So, anything that's alive and has an owner, you are to pay. What's the pasuk when we were told that humans and animals should stay away from our Sinai? It says, If you go up on our Sinai, there was so much Kedusha, that uh, uh, humans and animals need to stay away. And a chaya, an undomesticated animal, is also called behema. Im, the rabbi says, and the word im, uh, im ish la yichya, is coming to include birds. Okay, now this is very interesting. 
maybe you could think of an example that we have. I, I, I generally could. I don't know why it's in my mind right now. More sounds like this. The Maiset says in the Torah that behemoths and people can't go near Harsinai. Now, a behemoth is a domesticated animal, but really, a behemoth is a general term. General term. Remember my dear in Eretz Yisrael. I had a roommate who, uh, when, you're, when you're yeshiva bacharim, so certain things fly. This roommate, his talent, everyone's got their own roommate talent. His talent was Greisa Grepsels. <laughs> that was his talent. Okay, A Greisa Grepsel is a big burp. This guy, Mamish, loud and proud. Okay? Okay. And he's still single. Kacha. Kacha. No, he's not. But his wife whipped him into shape. <laughs> so why am I remembering this? This is hysterical. It's Mamish funny. We're in our, we're in our Dira, 22 Shmuel Hanavi. I think that was our address. No. Something Shmuel Hanavi. Forget. There's like an alley going down to Arze Abira right next. It's a pretty nice apartment. We're sitting in the kitchen. The window is wide open, and uh, we're eating. Uh, we're wrapping up a, a breakfast, and this guy, Mamish, a fifteen-second grips. As soon as he's done, he's finished. <laughs> this Yerushalmi guy <laughs> sticks his head through the bars of the window, and he goes, "Bima!" <laughs> he screams at him. Bima! And he walks away. We were plotting. We were like, where did this guy come from? He's the good person. Said this guy, that is, you shot me in. This guy did, he like, finishes a greps, you mamish, and he's like, Bima! And he starts giving him all sorts of stuff. So there's a lot of categories under Bima. Yeah? So it's used in general for domesticated animals. Damas is wild animals could be called behemoths. Right? Yeah, be, uh, Vildechai, whatever. Behema. It's Behema. Yeah, live, living things. Says the Gemara, over there in that passage, behemoth could apply. I think there's other terms, in, even in English, where you we'll use a word, it could apply to like a broader form of things, and then if you want to be more specific, you'll uh, you'll break it down. Okay. What about, as far as the chiv to pay kefel when you steal? Kedarminon, as, uh, as we learned, is actually later on, it says, you're going to have to pay kefel for any... Pshia that you do when it comes to stealing. Klal, that is a pretty general statement. Kofel means double or atonement? Kefel is double. Kofer is atonement. Okay, like kapara, that's atonement. Kefel is kofal, it's like to fold over. Okay? Um, so, klal, that's a general statement. Koldvar Pesha. Koldvar Pesha. So, anything that you steal, you're going to be obligated to pay twice. Fine. Lashava Saveda. How do you know when returning to lost objects, it doesn't only mean an ox or a sheep? It says, Anything that your brother loses. Okay, that means not only an ox and a sheep. Leprika, how do I have to unload any animal that's being crushed under its burden? Yalav chamar chamar mishabis. We learn now, Shava, the word chamar chamar from Shabbos, that the same way your donkey is not allowed to work on Shabbos, and that applies to all your animals. So too, when it says donkey... On uh, on uh, the prika on unloading, it means all animals too. Donkey by Shabbos, donkey uh, over here means everything. Okay, lechasima. What about the halacha of chasima? Okay, now chasima is interesting. The halacha of chasima is that if your animal is working, you're not allowed to muzzle it and cause it to not eat while it's plowing the field while it's working. There are those that say, by the way, this halacha applies to humans as well. So if you have somebody cooking food for you, you're, you have to let them eat, not pick at your food and give you germs. But uh, but you know, somebody works in a shop, whatever it is, you, you're obligated. You, you can't have them serve everybody else, and they can't eat. They can't eat from it. So this is a chasima. Now it's generally applying to animals that plow. So it says shor. So how do you know chasima applies to every animal? You can't muzzle it while it's working. You live shor shor mishabes. We learn out shor shor from Shabbos. How do you know about klayim? How do you know that you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to uh, mate these two different types of animals? Eklayim de harisha, if it's referring to klayim of plowing, yolav shor shor mishabas. Eklayim de arva. So there's two types of klayim. One type of klayim is not allowed to work an animal that chews its cud. An animal doesn't chew its cud because one gets to eat the whole time and one doesn't get to eat the whole time. So that's one problem. Another problem is mating. 
two different species. So either way, it's Yolif Behemtcha Behemtcha Mishab. It's not Behema Behema from Shabbos, which means that it's Usr on all living entities. Vigabi Shabbos Menalim. How you know by Shabbos itself that no animal that you own is allowed to work for you? How do you know that? Okay. Says the Gemara, let's get into the Psukim. Not like learning through Shabbos. The Tanah learned in the Brisa, Rabbi Yezi, I'm not sure Rabbi Shmo, but the Brisa is never by the first of Sarah said the Brisa. The pasuk says, "Avdechav amoschov v'hemtechav v'gerachasha b'sharecham." You're not allowed to work. Your family, your servant, your maidservant, u'v'hemtechav, and your animals. U'v'debes achreinus namar. And in the second Ten Commandments, it says, "V'sharchav v'chamarcha." Your ox and donkey, v'chol v'hemtechav. Shabbos morning. What do we say? Avdechav amoschov v'hemtechav gerachasha b'sharecham. But in the second one, it doesn't say your animals. You know what it says? It adds in specifics. Ox and donkeys. Says the Gemara, why'd you say ox and donkey? Ox, donkeys, and animals. Why don't you just say animals? Aren't oxen and donkeys animals? Says the Gemara. Why are we specifying them? To tell us just like ox and donkey said over here, that we know have the same halacha. Usher to work them on Shabbos. Avkol, so to any time it says shor v'chamor, chayav v'ayv k'yetzbehem, it includes every other type of animal. Says the Gemara. One second. Ema, why don't we say behema, the dibrais reishayinus klal. When it says behema, behemtecha, by the dibrais reishayinus, that is a general uh, expression. Sharcha v'chamarcha, your ox or donkey, the dibrais achreinus, that it said in the second aseris of dibrais is, is a prat, so klalu prat, Maybe it teaches me specific to an ox and a donkey now that it'll work on Shabbos. But other animals, maybe you could. Army, they said no, because there's an additional uh, include a generalized term. So now I have a klalu pradu klal, general, specific, and general, which is the new way to darshan. How do you darshan that? You only look at that which is in general, like the specifics, which is the ox and donkey. Maha prat meforish balichayim, just like the ox and donkey is referring to balichayim, afkol balichayim, so too anything which is um, anything which is a balchai. Says the Gemara, why are you making the drasha that way? The Ema, why don't we say maha prat meforish, just like a prat is specifically dabrashan of lasim etab magam mata, same Gemara we had earlier on. If you're going to compare it to an ox and donkey, well, an ox and donkey that dies, their carcass gives off impurity, with touching and carrying, so I'll say, maybe to work your birds on Shabbos, or other other things of that ilk, is going to be allowed, because birds, don't have the prohibition of carcass giving off uh, damage. It says the Gemara, Amri, they said, Imkain, if that would be true, that Ifis are different, it would have only said, same Mamar, same Gemara we said before. It didn't have to say an ox or a donkey. It could have just said Ma Prat. Says Gemara, well, which, which Prat would we have written? Shar or Chamar? If I would have written Shar, I would say that only an ox, things that, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Things that are like an ox, which can them as beach, are included in the prohibition, but anything else is not. Stiver Kosov Rahman Hamar. Stiver the Torah also writes donkey. Because Rahman Hamar, the Torah also writes donkey. Havamina Kadosh Bechaira in. Things that are holy like a donkey with that firstborn, then it's then uh, it's uh, it's forbidden to work on Shabbos. In Kadosh Bechaira, light. Stiver Kosov Rahman Ashar. Elevachal Behemtachal Rebuyehu. So therefore, we need to write Shar. We need to write Hamar. And then it also says, V'chol behemtcha and all your animals. So that's a generalized statement. That's a reboy, all animals. V'chol heichet dekos v'achmana, kol, says V'chol behemtcha and all animals, that's coming to include even other things. Says Gemara, who says? One second. Really? Is that true? V'chol heichet dekos v'achmana, kol, reboyu. Whenever the Torah used the word kol, is that coming to include every other type of animal? But by Meiser, it says, the Pasuk by Meiser says, you bring from all your Meiser, and we still made a Klaluprat even with the word Kol. What does that mean? Let's explain this statement to Tanya. There's a Brisa that taught us. And you should give the money with all that you want. Now, what is this referring to? So, this is referring to the following. 
during certain years of the Shemitah cycle, my produce is obligated in Meiser Sheni. Now the luck of Meiser Sheni is I take a tenth of what whatever is left after my first Shumas and Meisers, and I bring it to Yerushalayim. Now what if I live in Tiberia? And it's very hard to schlep my Meisr Sheni to Yerushalayim. The Allah is I could transfer the Kedusha onto money. What do I do with the money? I take it to Yerushalayim, and Yerushalayim I buy what? That's our Pasuk. Says the Pasuk, Bechol Asher I could buy whatever, all that my heart desires. That's what I could do. Okay? Now, anything means, that's pretty general. Any food. I could buy Twizzlers. I could buy Slurpees. Right? So, Klau. That's a pretty general term. But then we say, oh, oh one, one second, one second, one second. You, you change it for meat, for cattle, for wine and beer. I'm sorry, uh, uh, yeah, wine and beer. Chazer Klau. Uh, I'm, I'm proud, proud. Thank you. That's speci- that's that's specific. Then ubechol asher Anything that you that you you uh, ask of your nefesh, chazar That's a general term again. So I have a klalu pradu klal. I'm back to having a general klalu pradu klal. And what happens? You look back to that which is specific to guide us on this. Maha prat, just like that which is specified, which is the bukar tzayin yayin and sheichar. Before us, pre mi pre vigadule karka are things that are fruit from fruit. What does that mean? Wine comes from grapes and cattle come from cattle. Right? Things have a source and they're born from the other thing. You can only use my Sersheni money not to buy Slurpees. You cannot use my Sersheni to buy Twizzlers. You could use my Sersheni to buy things that are like Bakar, Tzayin, Yayin, and Sheikhar. And it has to, fo- it has to follow that, that, um, those parameters of food. Bottom line is, the Gemara is mentioning this because what you see from here is that we had the word kol, right? It said, kol asher anything you want, and we still limited the word kol. See, before we said, oh, the word kol, v'chol behemtecha, all your animals is a riboy. It's coming to include things. It says Gemara, well, the word kol doesn't always include everything. Sometimes we still exclude things when you have the word kol. It's a good question. Answered the Gemara. Army, they explained. Bichol. Whenever you find the word bichol in everything. Like we find. Uh, um, uh, bichol asher ta'av nafshecha. So that is klola. That is, that is a, a general uh, expression. Kol. Whenever you find the word kol itself without a base, That is riboy. That is coming to be inclusive. Okay. And riboy miyot and riboy is a different way to darshan than a klalu pradu klal. Iba or you could say, kol nami klaluhu. Even the word kol does not need to be a riboy. It could also be darshan in a way of klalu pradu klal. Miyu, however, says the Gemara, kahai kol dahacha riboy. It happens to be that kol by Shabbos is coming to be a riboy. Because since it could have said your animal, it could have said, Uvehemtecha, didn't I say Bechol Behemtecha? Could have said Uvehemtecha, and in your animals, Kedachsev, Bedibra Yisraelis, Vikasa, Bechol Behemtecha, this has the word Bechol. So Shmamina, you learn from here, Reboy, it's coming to be uh, inclusive. Bottom line is, any type of animal that you own, animal, bird, domesticated, not domesticated, is not allowed to work for you on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Hashtag the Amrit, Kol Reboy, now that he said the word Kol, is a riboy, it's coming to be, it's, it's something which includes. Now, since it's including, it, what's it including? Wild animals, birds, not just domesticated, says the Gemara. Why do I need the word behemtecha by the first dibris? And why do I got to say ox and donkeys by the second one? I already know to include all types of animals. Amri, they said, Shard la agmure shar. The word ox is to make a shava to other ox. The shar over here is coming to make a shava of the halachas of a shar when you, that you're not allowed to muzzle it when it works. And the word chamar is coming to teach me chamar chamar le prika. Teach me the halacha that the, uh, I'm mentioning the word Hamar by Shabbos to tell me I can't work a Hamar. I already know my animals. No, it's, it's here extra 
to make a gzera shavu to the other chamar when it comes to um, to uh, unloading, that it's not specific to donkey. Behemtecha. What does the word behemtecha teach me? Laagmure behemtecha behemtecha leglaim to make those drushas. Now remember, what does this mean? Going back to the beginning of the Gemara, right? We went through the list of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said you should know that when it says echad shar echad kol behema lefilas abar lefarsh narsinai tashlumei kefel, and the Gemara started going through each one. We want to know the source. We made a bunch of zerushavas, and based upon the shar and chamar by Shabbos. So now the Gemara had asked, now that it says, uh, by Shabbos, I, by, by, why, do I need the, why do I need the word by the Dibbers Hushainis, or Shabbat Hamar, by the Dibbers Achrainis, where are they coming? Take Gemara, you're right. It's not coming to teach me anything specific here. It's coming to teach me the earlier halachas on the daf. It's just there to make a Gzera Shavah, not to teach me a, a halacha specific in that area. It says the Gemara, Yochi, if that's the reason why it's there, Afilu Adam Litzer, you should know. Um, we should even answer a person to, um, to, uh, Work a field with an animal. Is it also for a person to oh, to a pull a plow? No, it's not to pull a plow with an ox. I can't. It's not usher. Yeah, you you could help your ox along. Says Gemara, why? Not if you're eating. <laughs> okay. Well, no, don't, I mean, don't muzzle it. Don't right. muzzle it. Right. Okay. Right. Says Gemara, Alama Tanan Adam Mutter A person is allowed to be with his animals. Why? Make the same Zerah Shabbat, the same way a person can't work on Shabbat, so he can. So Amr of Papa, Amr of Papa says, Pipunai, uh, uh, the people from Papa, Yadi Taima, they know the reason, the Hamilsa for this, Umanu, and who's from Papa who knows the reason, Rav Acha Bar Yaakov. It's referring to Rav Acha Bar Yaakov, okay, I guess he was from Papa or Pupanoi, mm. uh, Rashi says, he was from Pupanoi, okay. Um, it says in the Pasuk um, so that on Shabbos they should rest Avdecha, your servants the Amoscha and your maidservants like you what does that mean? to um, to rest Hishkativ, you are compared to them which means your servant and your maidservant rest like you, but not with anything else. You're not considered like your evident Oma um, uh, to be uh, like an animal when it comes to resting on Shabbos, which means like this. Your, your evident Oma are not animals. But when it comes to Shabbos, the same way your animals rest, your evident Oma rest. Now, evident Oma are humans. So evident Oma are have the same halacha as animals, says the Gemara, Specifically by Hilcha Shabbos. That's the Joshua. But can an Evan or Umma plow your field with an animal? Yeah. How do we know? From this Joshua. It says, When do we say that you're going to have a problem of humans um, and that it should have the same halacha as animals? It's only in Shabbos. By Shabbos, you find such a concept. But outside of Shabbos, you don't find an idea. That, an animal, that a human will have the same issue as an animal. And therefore, Hilcha Shabbos, everybody rests. When it comes to Klayim and working the field together, then the, the, the servants don't have the same halacha as animals. And therefore, there's no Isser of Klayim. There's no issue of, a, a, of having a person work the field together with whatever other sort of animal is plowing. Okay, we'll hold it here. We're at the two dots. Bezim, we'll pick up from here. Tomorrow evening, have a wonderful, wonderful night.